This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a bill in the House looks to streamline federal recruitment and hiring efforts. Senate Republicans are trying to bring back a rule from former President Trump's era. And the Coast Guard could be the first U.S. military branch ever to be led by a woman. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. House lawmakers will take the first major step to change how the government processes applications for federal jobs. Oversight and Reform Committee members will mark up the Chance to Compete Act of 2022. The bill aims to reform federal recruitment by increasing the efficiency of the hiring process. For example, the bipartisan bill expands talent pools that agencies look at when hiring for government positions. Federal organizations like the National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association support the legislation, saying it will help the government improve transparency in hiring. House Democrats tell the Postal Service to go back to the drawing board on its cost analysis for electric vehicles. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. USPS agrees to share the analysis it's been using to determine how many electric vehicles it will purchase. But House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairman Carolyn Maloney says it's time for the agency to start over. It's clear that the post office needs to go back to the drawing board. Maloney is specifically directing USPS to draft a new environmental impact study and a new cost estimate for electric vehicles. She's also telling USPS to immediately renegotiate a better price for electric vehicles with its vendor Oshkosh Defense if the agency finds it's being charged too much for them. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. Senate Republicans introduce a bill to bring back the Trump administration's rule to repeal two old regulations for every new one added. Senator Jim Risch introduced the bill, along with co-sponsors Mike Crapo, Bill Haggerty, Tim Scott, Jerry Moran, and Mike Braun. Risch says the bill will incentivize agencies to eliminate outdated and burdensome regulations as part of the rulemaking process. President Joe Biden repealed the Trump administration's two-for-one executive order on his first day in office. Lawmakers are looking to bolster their own cyber defenses. New legislation would ensure the Department of Homeland Security shares timely cybersecurity information with cyber defenders in the House and Senate. The bill was introduced this week by members of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. It would require DHS to set up an information sharing agreement with the Senate Sergeant at Arms and the House's Chief Administrative Officer. Lawmakers say those offices currently face lengthy delays in getting info about cyber threats from the executive branch. Calling all cybersecurity leaders and experts, the National Institute of Standards and Technology is taking nominations for appointments to its federal advisory committees. That includes the Information Security and Privacy Advisory Board. The committee recently released a report recommending the White House double down on its commitment to adopt zero-trust security across the federal government. Other NIST boards include the Advisory Committee on Earthquake Hazards Reduction and the National Construction Safety Team Advisory Committee. The former leader of DOD's Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Program has lodged another lawsuit against the Defense Department. Katie Arrington previously sued the government for suspending her security clearance without giving her the information she'd need to appeal the decision. That case was settled out of court in January. This new suit alleges DOD has not responded to requests for records about her suspension under the Freedom of Information Act and the Privacy Act. 
The Coast Guard may soon have the first woman in uniform to lead a military branch. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has more. President Joe Biden taps Admiral Linda Fagan as the next commandant of the Coast Guard. Fagan currently serves as the vice commandant. She spent the last 36 years in the Coast Guard serving on all seven continents and on the service's icebreaker, the Polar Star. If confirmed, Fagan will take over the leadership position in late May. She'll succeed Admiral Carl Schultz, who's been the top Coast Guard officer since 2018. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. The Navy says it's investigating another fuel leak at Red Hill Storage Facility in Hawaii. The inquiry comes after a large spill last year contaminated drinking water in the surrounding areas. This latest leak is relatively small and response teams have completed recovery efforts. The Defense Department says it's planning on closing Red Hill due to the health and environmental impacts. Price will remain a key factor under the GSA's schedule program. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. The General Services Administration plans to continue to review contractors' prices as part of establishing or renewing scheduled contracts. GSA made the decision not to apply Section 876 authorities to the schedules program, which would have pushed price as an evaluation factor only to the task and delivery order level. Congress gave GSA this authority in the 2017 Defense Authorization Bill. GSA first used 876 authorities for the Astro Multiple Work contract. It's also planning on using it for the follow-on to the OASIS Professional Services contract. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Upgrading IT security and improving government infrastructure are among top priorities in fiscal 2023 for the Government Accountability Office. At a House hearing on GAO's budget request, Comptroller General Gene Dodaro outlined goals for the agency. GAO's request comes out to just over $810 million. That's an increase of $91 million over the agency's actual budget for 2022. In addition to technology modernization, the budget request includes funding to examine science and technology developments and assess federal efforts to establish a national cybersecurity strategy. The Veterans Affairs Department is expanding the number of websites using single sign-on for veterans accessing services. My Health Vet is joining VA.gov and My VA Health in offering a consistent sign-in experience and an extra layer of security. VA says once you have an online account through VA.gov, users will be able to move seamlessly among the different sites without having to remember multiple usernames and passwords. For now, VA is not requiring the additional step of multi-factor authentication, but does recommend applying it for extra security. And federal employees and their kids can get a fresh download on sustainability during Earth Month. More on that from Federal News Network's Tom Tevin. For the second in its series of speakers, the White House Council on Environmental Quality will host climate entertainer Bill Nye on Thursday, April 28th. That's Take Your Kids to Work Day, even if it is the dining room table, and just before the end of Earth Month. The online event requires advanced registration, but will be recorded for viewing afterwards. Nye will be interviewed by Federal Chief Sustainability Officer Andrew Maycock. Tom Tamman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.